What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So how are you feeling? Um, I don't feel I don't <clears throat> I don't feel too bad. My my balls are, as they say, clipped, <laughs> and uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to make babies. I, I I think that that the inverse of that is true. Well, you know, we won't know until that seven days are up. <laughs> <laughs> you still got you still got that last chance to maybe fire off a, you know, a random. What? Would... What? What the, what the hell? hell? <laughs> Well, good evening, everybody. <laughs> this is Brandon. And this is Travis. Welcome and to... Welcome to... Apathetic Enthusiasm. Right. Your weekly go-to place for, for pop culture, culture-type things, movies, and, and pop culture. And tech, and, Te- mm-hmm. you know, whatever else we decide is cool or interesting that week. Whatever. That's, that should be our, our tagline. Like... When we like go to a website and when we're like about us, we should say like pop culture, tech, and whatever else we decide to talk about. I think that is on our website. <laughs> well, if it, we should put it, run then. it, keep it, keep it on there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stop the press. For, for, for new listeners and, and listeners who have, have been fans for a little while, uh, give you guys a heads up this week. Uh, we are in a, New recording location this week. Um, a, a new temporary. Yes, recording just, just location. for the just for this episode. Um, we are in my dining room yes. instead of the uh, the the what are the smelly garage, whatever whatever <laughs> yeah. we've coined that as. Yeah, yeah. Um, the SG. So if there are any uh, random dog nails on on the floor or children, random children screaming, uh, fear not. Uh, Dad, <laughs> I want some water. <laughs> Give me some fruit snacks. Um, <laughs> now that'll be me. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. You've you've had your fruit snacks. Um, speaking of you having your fruit snacks, yeah. you also had a minor uh, operation that we alluded to uh, <laughs> in the, in the cold open. But um, yeah. so you are medicated right now. Uh, yeah, and uh, who? I, this could be a, a fast and loose episode. Of I, 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 I <laughs> Well, uh, so I took some oxy oxycodone before we started. So. 
I don't know if fast and loose is the term for me. <laughs> Slow and disoriented <laughs> might be more. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll stick Slow with the show notes. Slow and slurry. I'll, uh, I'll mix, try to keep us slurry. focused as much as possible, but uh, it should be a fun episode. So yeah, let's uh, hope. we got a couple of uh, things we want to cover this week. One is uh, Project Fi or Google Fi. This is a new development from Google that was announced a few weeks new ago. New development, yeah. They are coming out with their own uh cell cell service basically uh so we're gonna talk about that and then a little bit later we will discuss the new movie that is coming out this weekend uh tomorrowland which we will we'll we'll talk a little bit about the movie and then a little bit more about the themes involved and just kind of our opinions on yeah i'm I'm excited about that i'm excited about that i don't know if you can tell (laughs) but i'm 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 stoked your eyes are closed right now You're (laughs) you're not even paying attention Wake uh, up, Brandon. Uh, okay. Uh, uh. Um, but first off, yeah, Google Fi. So this was something that was a little bit surprising to me when it first came out or uh-huh. was first announced. Um, and then I thought about it a little bit more. Google has their hand in just about everything yeah. these days. I mean, bet- between Android and... Um, I mean, I mean, what don't they have their hands in right now? But, you know, I think a, a better attack for this is talking about all the things they don't have their hands it would, in. It'd be a shorter podcast. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so first of all, they don't have their hand in 3M. Uh, okay. Wait, do they have the their... company? I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe they do. You should probably oh, check your okay. facts. Before you... <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what they do have is, okay. I'm, I got totally. <laughs> okay. Um, no, uh, well, what, so what do they have their hands? <laughs> um, well, uh, about a couple of years ago, they uh-huh. started um, bringing broadband internet to places like Kansas City. Um, you know, the, the third world countries <laughs> like, portion. Like the Midwest. <laughs> um, no, so uh, they they brought their Google Fiber in to places that had not great high-speed internet. Um, and an interesting thing happened. Not only did they have tremendous broadband internet in those places now, but the mm-hmm. other companies sort of had to step up their game to be more competitive. Right. Um, now we see Google possibly trying the same thing with uh, cell networks yeah. uh, with Project Fi. So um, for those of you that have no idea what we're talking about, Project Fi is going to be a new cell network. Uh, think AT&T, Verizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's going to be provided by Google. Uh, they're not building their own infrastructure for this. They're actually kind of piggybacking on two existing networks right sprint uh, verizon no it's sprint and t-mobile oh right right sprint uh and and at&t mobile wireless (laughs) (laughs) this this is going awesome yeah yeah no it's it's right um so which okay pack bell we got (laughs) the pack bell network uh mci is that (laughs) uh prodigy is that is that a cell netscape Uh, (laughs) we're just gonna say really weird things um no so I know where we live. Yeah. Sprint and T-Mobile are not the best, if even viable carriers for, I mean, I know, I know several people here that have Sprint and they tell me about the exact places on Island where they're like, I will not get coverage there or I'm streaming music and it will drop off from here to here. And then I can pick it up again. Um, other places of the country and, and really this is a U.S. focused, uh, initial, presentation for Google. They they do have an international vision for this, yeah. but um 
really Sprint and T-Mobile, the, the networks that they're tying into are far more rooted in the United States and they kind of have, they're going to have more of a bearing there before they can kind of expand this to the rest Ex- of the world. Expand. Right. I gotcha. Um, what, I mean, what, what do you, what do you think? What do you think about that? First of all, you know, like as we, we joke about Google having their hands in, in a lot of things. Uh, I mean, what do you, what are your initial thoughts as far as Google, you know, sticking their hands in the, the <laughs> well, I, the I mean, it's, business. it's a really, it's an important question, right? Because Google is number one about data, right? I yeah. mean, Google is a search engine that has a thousand other facets outside of it. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's a, it's a what engine? Yeah, no, they, they have this, if you go to google.com, you can actually type stuff in. And then they'll search for that on the internet. Really? Yeah. Um, why, a lot of why, people, a lot of people on Facebook don't know about this because they'll just be like, "Hey guys, how does this work? Why? Why didn't we do a podcast on this yet? <laughs> I don't, it's it's a new thing. Maybe <laughs> you guys haven't heard about Google. Episode fifteen. <laughs> Google search. You always refer to it as Google, so <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe this is why that's new to you. Uh, um, but yeah, so yeah. like, you think you think about Gmail. Mm-hmm. Gmail's free. Most people that I know use Gmail and it works great, Mm -hmm. but Google has access to all of your information through Gmail. And when we click the user agreement that says, yes, okay, I, you can, you know, the stuff that we never read, just scroll to the bottom or just hit accept. Right. Part of that is Google saying, Hey, we're going to read your emails and then sell you, sell ads to you based on, you know, what you're selling or what you're talking about in your emails. It's the same for everything else. And you know, Facebook does it. You know, most social networks do yeah. it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's all, it's, it's all part of that. But then we think about Google fiber being the access point for all of your internet or now Google this project Fi. how are they going to leverage that access? I mean, are they going to have their hands in everything on your phone over their network? Are they going to be able to see everything you do, whether it's a, phone call a message i mean and now it's all encrypted and it's yeah. all you know hey we protect your privacy but they also use a lot of that data for personal gain well i mean all right it you're you're an apple guy and and apple has <clears throat> similarly has has you know you have we have an iphone we have you know our macbooks and our mac minis and our ipads and you know I don't want to come off as like this Google hater that's like, oh, Google just steals all my data. No, I use so much Google stuff. No, no, no. And I'm I'm not trying to come off as an Apple hater. I'm just, uh, I'm I'm just throwing that out there that you know, uh, their Google is not doing anything necessarily different than what a lot of companies are already doing. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's for me, it's that Google is so tied into everything at this point yeah that's just one more access point for them to which but you know what as as we roll through some of the features of google fi like that's the balance right? right okay so i'm giving up you know encrypted versions of the stuff i'm into for a better product you know possibly better connection better customer service better rates for for pricing which you know we should probably get into that too the the initial plan Mm-hmm. to sign up for project Fi is $20 a month. If you, if you compare that 
with any other <laughs> cell phone plant. Like, <laughs> okay, nope, sorry, I'm done. No. Yeah. Um, and the, it, it's like and it's like uh, ten bucks extra for each gig, right? Yeah. So so your data is sold separately, and it's almost like a la carte where mm-hmm. it's sold for ten dollars per gig. You can fluctuate. Maybe if you're expecting to use data more in a specific month than you will in another month you can change your your plan yeah um and really you you just keep buying an additional gig as you go up um if say you buy three gigs for a month and you only use two and a half Mm -hmm. they'll actually prorate you back money for the data that you didn't use that that's awesome (laughs) instead of being like oh yeah we just round that off the top it's like the new rollover minutes yeah except it's actual money that they give back to you (laughs) yeah um yeah i mean it's it's a good idea i think it's a fair pricing model for people that want to use data and want to be able to access the internet from their smartphones and Mm -hmm. um don't want to pay for a large package that they may not actually use or you know and that's the thing with a lot of the traditional cell phone companies is they'll sell you you know oh this is our new package it's got x number of minutes um Plus, we're going to tack on extra just for the, the use of high-speed data. And, oh, you have a smartphone? Let's pay you for, Let's make you pay for that. Um, so, yeah, this is a little bit more uh, clean. And, and here, here's a family plan. We'll give you, we'll give you 500 weekday minutes, <laughs> 600 weekend minutes, and then 200 anytime minutes. Remember when, like, and this was a long time ago, Nights and weekends, like free nights and weekends was like a big thing. <laughs> and yeah. this is maybe like right after high school. Or not, like, not even yeah. that long ago. Yeah. yeah. We've been at high not school. Not long. <laughs> it's been like a decade. Well, when, when I first got my cell phone, it wasn't like an actual, I didn't use it for socialization. It was so my mom could be like, Brandon, where are you? <laughs> and like, it maybe had like a hundred minutes on it. And like you didn't yeah, go over that hundred. Who are you calling? Cause you <laughs> Cause, went over your minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I re I remember vividly being, having someone call me at like seven 30 and me saying to them, I'm going to call you back in half an hour. Cause then, <laughs> then it's free. Yeah. Okay. Just, just hold on. Um, I've said it. Ki- we, kids, we've all said kids. It. Yeah. The you good old days. You don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's my pager. <laughs> Uh, nine one one, nine one one, mom. So okay, I love boobs. That was <laughs> that, I, that was your pager code. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so twenty dollars a month, ten ten bucks uh per gig of data, um unlimited domestic calling, uh international texting you get unlimited. I think international calling you have to pay like twenty bucks or twenty mm. cents a minute, uh something like that. Uh, there's tethering. Yeah. So if you have, which is, which is good, you know, other devices that you want to use the, the phone for a hotspot. That's cool. I'll, no annual contract. That's huge for me. Um, it's one of the things I despise the most about traditional cell phone companies is that they only have to be competitive in that small period of time where you're looking for a phone. <laughs> yeah. And then for two years, they can just treat you like crap because they've got you locked into a contract. Uh, this Google Fi um, seems a lot more customer focused and because they're not relying on those contracts to keep you locked in, they have to do a good job. Otherwise you'll walk away. Yeah. Um, a couple things. First of all, you, you mentioned the tethering, uh, 
the time I spent in Korea, the tethering, well, first of all, Korea has, you know, internet every single place you go and yeah. it's so much faster than most places in the U S. Um, but the, the cell service that came with just tethering, it just, it came with tethering. As soon as I came, come, came, come back to the States, AT&T is like, Oh, you want tethering? We're going to charge you a buttload of money for it. Like, why? Yeah. Let me let me just set up a hotspot for myself. I'm already paying for this data. Just let me use it exactly on something else. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, no, we only have we only have a limited amount of bandwidth for you. Well, and I I, I want to rant a little bit about cell phone providers in the United States because I I despise them. Uh, but that's that's one of the things that bugs the crap out of me is you think about. The evolution of the iPhone, you had FaceTime was announced, and initially you could only do it over Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the argument for that was, oh, the, the cell networks, they, they can't handle the they, bandwidth. They just can't it's just going it. to bog down. Um, eventually, you could do it over networks. Uh, same with tethering. It's like, oh, we can't, we can't tether your yeah. phone. Uh, well, unless you want to pay, like... 30 extra dollars and then and then maybe we could do it, it like it doesn't change the, <laughs> the amount of data you're using by no. paying that 30 dollars it's just All, they're getting more money out of it they, uh, it it's such it's such a frustrating thing that they are charging you for something that's inherent in the phone's capabilities to do right. to, yeah. to be its own you know hotspot yeah for, for your for your computer like AT&T's like Oh, you want your phone to act as a hotspot? Well, we'll charge you for it. Like, no, I I bought your effing phone already. <laughs> well, and and even um, just the way that they like lock phones for a certain network or like uh, put a spe- specific SIM in there so that yeah. you can't move it around. And if you, I mean, you pay for that phone, you buy that phone. If you want to take it to another network or things like that, it's it can be a huge hassle to to yeah. move around with that. So yeah. all of that, yeah, I mean. If if Google Fi, if nothing else, was just a way to not deal with those companies, it's it's a win for me. Uh, the one issue that still remains is the hardware associated with it. Yeah. And currently, in the early release for Project Fi, the only supported device is a Nexus Six. That there you there you go. Okay. Okay. If you deals are, off. If, <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far. Um, I'm out. If you, if you're, come back, Brandon. Come back. <laughs> okay. We, listen, we know you can't walk that fast, <laughs> so you're not fooling anybody. My balls. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, some people went out. Nexus Six came out. They went and bought that phone. That was yeah. the phone for them. That's the one they chose. This is perfect. They're like, okay, I'm gonna go to Google Fi right now because I already have the hardware. Yeah. Other people that maybe are ingrained in an apple os lifestyle mm-hmm. such as myself mm-hmm. um that's a hard sell me too um but there's a lot of android customers there's a lot of people that uh really love android devices and they might be willing to switch for the the differing coverage so um what i expect is once it gets past this initial test period right they will roll in a lot more devices don't expect any of them to have an Apple logo on them for a very long time. Um, but 
But you just jailbreak your phone, and then I'm sure they'll have stuff <laughs> there, on it. There you go. I I think several of the most frequently used apps on my iPhone are all Google products. <laughs> whether I mean whether it's Gmail or Google Maps, yeah, you know, yeah. Docs, which is open right now on my iPad. <laughs> Do um, you haven't used Google Voice at all, right? Uh, I have oh, a okay. little bit. All right, and but the guy that sits right next to me at work, yeah. Uh, uses it all the time. It's he actually got away from his Sprint cell phone plan, right? And he got with a, a smaller uh, cell provider that just basically gives him really basic connection, mm-hmm. and now is living his whole is his dream. <laughs> he, he is, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's doing all of his phone calling sort of through Google Voice now. Yeah. So and he really likes it. Uh. Um, I, I know um, I used to work in a place where I, I couldn't have my cell phone. So what I what I ended up doing um, in order to, to keep in touch with with people texting wise, I would I had set up my own Google Voice. Um, and I know for uh, some of the the military folks out there who are deployed, uh, I, I know a good amount of them who use Google Voice to keep in touch with people. Yeah, I mean phone. it's a really interesting system where you have one phone number. That phone number can be connected to multiple devices, including yep. tablets and computers. And when people call that one number, it rings all your stuff. Yeah. Um, I and and what's cool is you you get to choose your phone number for it for the most part. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Yep. I. Nine <laughs> is the last <laughs> is the last Did I number. A niner in there. Uh, that's that's a shout out to our contributor, our five dollar contributor. <laughs> Uh, that's his joke. The, the, the Nyein. Um, still get still getting the royalties <laughs> off that five dollars. Huh? Um, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm like, man, I want an eight one eight area code phone number because mm-hmm. that's that's my home in California. The eight one eight. The eight one eight. Where all the homies is <laughs> be at. <clears throat> uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, no Google Voice. It, it, it's really cool. Um, it, it, it is awkward when I call the guy that I work with uh-huh. on his like home number and it doesn't ring, but there's just like a pre-recorded thing. that's like, so-and-so is using Google voice. <laughs> Please record your name after the tone. Then he will be alerted to your call or whatever. Google. Uh, <laughs> is that the tone? No, I, <laughs> I wish it was. Um, but yeah, he can, he can text through Gmail and he can do all kinds of stuff. And really with, with project five, they're, they're taking that, initial setup yeah and rolling it into it so any device that you have that is hangouts enabled yeah um and which really now google voice has kind of moved over to hangouts being the the central uh platform for that but anything that you can put hangouts on yeah you can use as a device um for this setup so i mean you can get your calls and different things like that that's cool um it'll be neat yeah, I, man, there's there's so there's so many changes, like when cell phone, cable, music, so many changes coming out there. You know, it's it's almost as if we're living in a world of tomorrow. That was that was a beautiful transition. Today, today, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's a great big beautiful tomorrow. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great big beautiful tomorrow. You know, uh, so we, last week we talked about. The amazing Mario Kart idea, right? <laughs> Nintendo Land. 
we we started to kind of flex our 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 theme park imaginations a little yeah, bit. Yeah, our imagineering, imagineering degrees. That's right. <laughs> um, this week, a new movie is coming out from Disney. Uh, written Westworld. Yes, Westworld. Wait, wait, wait. Episode thirteen. People are like, did I download the right one? Is this, did I not update? Uh, hey guys, no. this is Brandon. This is Ta- Travis. T- Tomorrowland is coming out this weekend. Uh, this movie is directed by Brad Bird, who awesome. did The Incredibles. Iron and, Giant. Uh, the last Mission Impossible Ghost yeah. Protocol, I yeah. think, was him. Um, I mean, you just say Incredibles, and I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, you sold me. Um, you know, this is a side note. Uh, the first time I saw The Incredibles, I was underwhelmed. I didn't okay. find it incredible. Uh, but <laughs> but subsequent viewings, I have I've found an appreciation for it. The gentleman that helped write this film with Brad Bird, uh, I'm a huge fan of, and that's Damon Lindelof. Uh, uh, we we haven't fully expanded on our, mine and our personal love for the show lost are are, are, are we are we going to get into <laughs> i don't want to go we too talk deep. about lindelof we can talk we can talk about damon a little okay. bit i want i want to talk about lindelof just a, just a little bit you know so we watched lost we were fans of lost we still are fans <laughs> are is like almost an understatement <laughs> uh you know they, they're game of thrones watching parties nowadays but you know what we started it with lost <laughs> There was a Ustream set up of our lost viewing party so people that couldn't make it there could watch online. That's and right. people actually watched it. I watched from a distance. That's I was, so nerdy. Yeah, so nerdy. And sort of a precursor to what we're doing like right now. Like a podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so Lindelof has done things since Lost. Oh, yeah. And, and you can kind of tell when he has written or co-written or you know edited whatever uh, screenplay. Like uh, he co-wrote the Prometheus screenplay. Yes. Um, what else? A, co- a couple other things. He, he was involved in the Star Trek reboots. Yes. Um, yes. He did. Uh, what else? And how I can tell that his mark has been left on a script is there are a bunch of questions that are never answered. <laughs> That's how I know that Lindelof has worked on something. Okay. Yes. That's. I I think he has a knack <laughs> for coming up with really neat ideas that, that he doesn't follow through on. Sure, <laughs> but I think he's waiting for tomorrow. I think land. that not every question needs to be answered in every movie. I don't think in every movie you need to put a bow on every situation, and and I I, I, I think that's too much service to the audience. And I think you can kind of let certain things hang. You know, that's the, the apologist for Lost sort of saying like, you know what? Not everything got answered. Deal with it. It's still a good show. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't disagree with that notion. I, I just think he does it a little more than he should. Okay. I, I, I don't know. Right. Like there, there, there are movies where there's an open ended like, oh, they're walking into the sunset. What's going to happen to them type type things. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, here's an apple. <laughs> And then a little bit later in the movie, there's a bag with some gold in it, and you never see those things again. Yeah, they're just completely. But they arbitrary. were important. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they yeah. seemed r- far more important than yeah, like, why, like why, a polar bear on an island. Why is why is this bird saying Hurley? 
<laughs> don't get me don't get me started okay. on Lost, man. Oh, sorry. All right. Okay, so, so Damon Lindelof's involved. World he's, tomorrow. He's done some great stuff. It's Tomorrowland. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> With Jude Law, <laughs> sky <laughs> captain in the world. Uh, so Brad Bird, um, Damon Lindelof, and then you've got George Clooney starring in it. Yeah. Um, Britt Robertson is the female lead. She's kind of new. She's got a couple of movies coming out this year. Um, yeah, it, I mean, I think we've, most of us have seen the trailers at this point. Yeah. Uh, the whole buildup to this movie has been coming for a long time. They, I mean, I think a couple comic cons ago they were doing, you know, alternate reality kind of guerrilla advertisements for this, handing out the little pins and doing yeah. things. Um, everything that I've seen has been a little cryptic, like, Oh, there's this whole other thing going on behind the scenes that, mm. you know, we don't really know what it's about, but we're going to, we're going to figure it out, which again, Lindelof was, was huge on loss <laughs> and a lot of that stuff never played out. Um, what we can be sure of from the trailers and sort of what, what I've read is there is this place called Tomorrowland. Yes. Um, so far so good. <laughs> That's it. That's all we got. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's this place where sort of the great thinkers, um, scientists, and great minds of the you know middle of the nineteenth or twentieth century, not nineteenth right. century, um, like Lindelof, <laughs> like Lindelof, <laughs> like Albert Einstein. Oh, right. Um, okay. They throw Walt Disney in there, I think, just for branding. Boo. Uh, <laughs> um, they they created this place where there is no stopping technology. And whatever you can think up, you can kind of create. Mm -hmm. And it's this place that's going to save the world from, from what we don't know, but it will, um, it's sort of the answer. So it's, it's this technological future. It doesn't exist on earth. Um, but we get glimpses of it in the trailers. That's sort of this alternate dimension sort of thing. Um, all very hard to pin down based (laughs) on just a few trailers. Um, but what we have seen of Tomorrowland, I really like how it looks. I think it, it looks like a cool place. Yeah. And I don't know. Um, so I think I'd seen maybe like a teaser tra- teaser trailer from like the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember thinking to myself, ah, wow, cool. Another haunted mansion. This is great. Like I, I wasn't impressed by the initial teaser trailer. Um, you know, probably the focus more was on Jurassic World for me at that point in time. Um, but when we went and saw the Avengers, that new trailer that's out, uh, I, I turned to my wife and I was like, I hate, I hate to admit it, but that, that looks pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and then, and I didn't know, I didn't put it together that Brad Bird directed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as far as I'm concerned, most things that Brad Bird touches turn to gold. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, uh, we alluded to it in the past on different episodes, but I have a very deeply rooted Disney fandom that yes. I've in, it's ingrained in me. Uh, I went to Disneyland a lot growing up as a kid and, um, even in my adult life. And, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of Disney movies that have been based on properties from the theme parks that, some have done well. Pirates of the Caribbean, I think, was 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 a success. I 
the sequels kind of went too far with it. Um, but then you have like the haunted mansion and things like that, where it's, uh, that's no, um, with this movie, <laughs> country bear. <laughs> yeah. The country bear. Yeah. That, Oh, anyway, the, the country bears is bad enough that they got rid of it from the park too. Yeah. Um, Tomorrowland is not trying to be a direct reference necessarily, right. but they are not shying away from the correlation to the Disney theme park. They show tomorrow. They reference Tomorrowland from Disneyland in this. Yeah. They talk about um, Walt Disney as being one of the people that sort of in the mix for the creation of this Tomorrowland. Um, if you get really into the, uh, the, the weeds about Epcot, and, and Walt Disney's design for Epcot originally. Mm-hmm. The Epcot Center at at Walt Disney World as a theme park is not what Walt Disney wanted uh, initially like, when he set it up. Like like he wanted like like a huge bomb. <laughs> yeah, to, just a big bomb to, to blow to, up Florida. To to make sure peace <laughs> stayed. It was like a a, a Doctor Strange love thing. No, uh well, it's close. <laughs> Uh, Epcot stood for experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Right. So this was a, going to be a working death machine (laughs) city, um, (laughs) that, you know, they would use the latest technology. They would allow people to kind of create things like the people mover and monorails that would, they'd build the city based for like all kinds of, you know, productivity and stuff. Yeah. All those ideas seem to be, the basis for the Tomorrowland that we're seeing in this movie. Gotcha. So, um, I'm kind of interested in how they're going to go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I, I don't, I don't know either. I mean, it looks, it looks cool. It looks, uh, you know, it looks futuristic. I was, I was a little, not confused, but in the trailer, it starts off this this young girl. She finds this pin. She gets transported to Tomorrowland briefly, I guess, right? Um, and then uh, she keeps trying. She comes back into the 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 regular present world. current yeah. reality, whatever. And so she goes trying to find out where Tomorrowland is again, uh, which which kicks off this whole like kind of action adventure type deal. Yeah, and if you watch some of the other trailers and stuff, you kind of get more information about who some of these people are and what's going on. Um, yeah. Not robots. Yeah. There are robots there fighting are, robots. There are automaton <laughs> robots. Um, and I, I think that's the biggest issue with the trailers is, is they look cool. A lot of action, some cool ideas, but it's hard to stitch the actual story together about why we care what's going on. Yeah. And all these scenes. Um, I think that might be done a little bit intentionally so that they don't give away the whole movie in the trailers, but right. that's going to make it really hard to get people in the seats um, opening weekend. Man, so, um, trailers. We talk a lot about the movie. Yeah, we did. Um, I want to just throw a couple questions at you. Okay. Um, kind of dealing with this idea of Tomorrowland and this this futuristic city. I'm here. Um, I'm here so, for your question. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so th- <laughs> I talk about Epcot, right? I talk about this. Yeah. Experimental. Enhanced protocol. Uh, Skynet. Uh, Corduroy beer garden. <laughs> <laughs> There's a giant golf ball there. Don't worry. About it. Uh, but yeah, so like, let's say a bunch of rich people with, a, with the means mm. put a community together yeah. that is structured in such a way that there's all kinds of cool ne- new technology and uh, they kind of want to re- rework how the society 
um, lives together to sort of um, optimize performance and things like that. Okay. Um, the problem is they need people to live in that kind of a community. Okay. If you were selected, okay, would you go live there? No. Okay. Why not? Well, what I figure is going to happen, they're going to be like, Mr. Cruz, you've been formally selected to live in this, this upbeat, this Tomorrowland, super, super Tomorrowland. And you know what? I'm going to say, no, no, no. <laughs> three times. Just three times. And they'll be like, and just all right, drop the mic and walk right, out the cool. door. And then, and then I'll be part of the society that gets killed off by the asteroid <laughs> as the, this new fandangled uh, science community. Sure enough. They're like, they're like, save them all except that cruise. <laughs> He denied us. No, I mean, I mean, uh, it's not a bad question. I just don't know who would actually say no and why they would actually say no. Well, I mean, it's there are people that, I mean, I would expect that I mean, most of the people living in that sort of society, they're giving up certain personal freedoms in order to, you know, buy into how the community works. You're you probably won't have a car that you can just drive wherever you want. You probably use certain kinds of public transportation or jetpacks or something. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, but I, I guess I would compare it to, um, if, if you're, you're born and raised in the United States, whatever city, right. And you, you want to travel abroad. And so you go to another society and you go to a different country, they have different rules. You have to learn the different rules. You have to drive on the left side of the road now. You know, crazy <laughs> wild ideas. We we had a UK listener uh <laughs> show up so to try not to, sorry to the one, you know, Brit or whoever <laughs> to, to the UK listener. I probably just offended. Maybe them. you drive on the right side <laughs> of the road. Whatever crazy ideas. Um so I mean I I don't see it being too different from that in in in, in adjusting to uh you know if if you want to live in a different place and you have to adapt to the the rules you know Yeah I th- I just feel like it would feel um mind you I'm I'm signing up for it day 1 if they ask me okay. I'm going All right um but I would expect it to feel like an unnatural place to live especially if it's people that are pre-selected and asked to go there, it's not going to be a realistic, you know, segment of society. You're going to just have a lot of, it'd be more like a commune, like just a really smart commune. Yeah. Hence the reason I probably wouldn't get invited. I, um, so there, this, this leads me to a chain of thought, uh, about, um, the imposter syndrome. Have you heard of that? So what it is is uh, oh sorry for the listeners at home I shook my head no I've <laughs> yeah. not heard of the imposter he, he he shook his head no so uh, MIT at MIT I read this article um, imposter syndrome is for like people who go into higher learning or uh, they're in kind of high level of whatever organization okay. they're in right and the imposter syndrome is when they go in and they're like I don't actually belong here like. I, I know this, how I feel in, in school, right? Mm-hmm. I write all these essays and, um, and then I look at other people's essays. I'm like, holy crap, that's really good. This is way better than mine. <laughs> what am I, what am I even doing in this I'm class? such an imposter. Right. Exactly. That's imposter syndrome. So 
I, I almost feel like going into being asked to go to the, one of those places, hypothetically, I would be like, I, I'm not smart enough for this <laughs> place, guys. But they need somebody to like empty the, <laughs> you know, interstellar trash. Or They're like, like that, you so. can man the monitors for the press this button. The robot mop buckets and the monorail goes. <laughs> press this button. Monorail. 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 Genuine not bona fide. Let's try it. Six car monorail. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Rest in speaking peace, of Harry Shear, he didn't. I mean, he didn't die. But he's dead to you. May right? as well. <laughs> um, Jetpacks. Why have we got those yet? Uh, uh, Magnets. No. How do they work? <laughs> uh, no, there, there's a video online uh, a couple weeks ago of a couple of guys flying in jetpacks over Dubai. Um, it's pretty popular. People may have seen it. Uh, that and <laughs> along with this, you see like in Tomorrowland trailers, people like flying around jetpacks. Yeah. A lot of, is the FAA involved in this? <laughs> right. That's what I, I need to know. <laughs> I think there's like a lot of, there's a lot of these futuristic movies and things that depict travel as, as flying cars or jetpacks, things like that. Um, but then you look around and we're still driving on roads and things like that. Yeah. Is that a a limitation of technology or is that just legislation where it's like way too hard to manage people being able to fly cars around? Uh, I mean, uh, p- potentially, you know, uh, for our listeners out there, just give a, a preview. I think we're going to be talking about drones next week. Yeah. This should uh, be coming up next. Week. And so th- this kind of goes along with that. So we won't go deep, too deep into it. Uh, but the the whole personal flying, um, there there's there's so much logistics you have to worry about, especially w- with regard to airspace, you know, um, and even automation. Even if it was slightly automated, uh, uh, I read somewhere that a lot of people are getting in accidents with the the self driving car. Right. Yeah. There's an article that came out where it said Google self driving or like. Uh driverless vehicle has been in like 20 accidents already yeah but but it's not the the self-driving car that's getting an accident it's the other people driving right. it's, into it's them. been a victim in like 20 <laughs> accidents and, uh, and they have proof that all of them was someone else's fault yeah good job self-driving Way to go google getting your hands and everything <laughs> um but yeah i i think that's an interesting point with this tomorrowland concept is tomorrowland exists in a place free of the restrictions from you know, legislation and, and, mm. you know, government bureaucracy where if somebody wants to make a f- flying tram, make it, if you have the technology, do it because, you know, these minds are free to kind of explore those ideas without the restraints of, of outside influences. Um, and that's sort of the kick in, yeah. in the whole Tomorrowland where they, they can kind of do all that stuff, whether it's successful or not, I think it, it might be the question in the film. If you were accepted in this community and you could create anything, what would it be on the spot? I'm not prepared for this. I know you're not um, on the spot. Go. Well, Ten. <laughs> don't give Nine. me a countdown. <laughs> uh, we'll edit out the countdown. Yeah. Um, I would make some sort of sustainable like uh, food type thing. Sustainable food. Yeah, that, that sort of. Like an everlasting gobstopper. Bingo. Yeah. You just suck them and suck them and suck them. They never get, they you, never go you get know, smaller. Uh, you know what has always bothered me about the everlasting gobstopper 
is the shape of that thing. You would you would <sighs> nev- horrible mouthfeel. You would never want to suck on it for like ten <laughs> seconds, let alone oh, it's poking ever. me. <laughs> Gums. <laughs> it's like a giant jack, is what it is. It, yeah. Anyway, what flavor is that anyway? I don't know. I always wondered that as myself. Everyone has had one, and one is enough for everyone. We're gonna leave it at that. We are the music makers. <laughs> we are the dreamers of the dreams. We're, anyway, okay. <laughs> All right, that's our Willy Wonka. So, um, so I guess I guess the the last thing, and I'll, I'll end with this, is um, if people had the means, if mm-hmm. people are interested in doing this, should a place like this exist? It, I mean, you have a lot of very wealthy philanthropists right now um, who are very interested in technology. We talked about Elon Musk last week. Uh, Bill Gates spends most of his time. Uh, on philanthropy projects now. Yeah. If, if, if these people all got together and said, Hey, we're going out to this Island somewhere and we're just going to create an environment where we are going to develop new tech and we are not going to be restricted by, you know, any existing laws. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? That's tough. It's a tough question. Uh, I I would, I don't know if I'd say it's a bad thing, but I, there would be people who would consider it a bad thing. As as it is, my dog you know, keeps barking at us. Uh, your dog's a, your dog's opposed <laughs> to dog, it. My dog is deeply against it. I don't think that <laughs> unfettered technology would be the end of man. Uh, you, I mean, you have you have people who are like uh, the the CERN, the large, the L. LHC, Large Hadron Collider. Yeah. Right. Right. People are like, uh, uh, you're gonna destroy the universe. <laughs> Tear a wormhole. <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, artificial intelligence. You're creating Skynet. Yeah. You know. Well, I, Elon Musk is kind of against that, by the way. So. What Skynet? Uh, AI. Or AI. He's, he's like, I think he's kind of scared. Well, well, isn't uh, um, uh, wheelchair guy. Uh, Hawking, yeah, Hawking, Hawking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think AKA wheelchair guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like a three laws, laws of robotics, Asimov. It's Asimov. But I, I think they should throw that type of stuff into AI. That way, they, at least there's some kind of safeguards for AI and muck. Yeah, I mean, there's never any problems with that. Yeah, it, it never, it never goes wrong. Never. I robot. Never ever. I robot. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, I'm excited about Tomorrowland uh, for various reasons. Um, let us know what you think. You can leave us a comment. Uh, we actually did not do our house cleaning at, at the beginning of the show. Oh, you're right. Our housekeeping. You're but, right. Um, if, there, if you do want to get in contact with the show, there are several ways you can reach us. You can send us an email at apatheticenthusiasmshow at gmail.com. You can leave us a comment or go like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show. Bam, bam. Or hit us up on Twitter at apathusiast. Um, all the shows are up at geekade.com. Uh, you can check us out there. Um, I, I, uh, before we finish up the show, there's one last thing I wanted to do. Okay. Um, and it is your kind of whenever I get the, uh, the whim for it, Laffy Taffy joke. Or Brandon joke. <laughs> oh, you've got a new one. Okay, yeah, I do. Well, I let's, do. let's hit it right now. Then. All right. Uh, how how do ghosts connect to the internet? Um, how? 
their Bluetooth devices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I hate you so much. Um, okay, so is that a Laffy Taffy uh, joke or a Brandon joke? Yeah. I'm going to say it's a Laffy Taffy joke. Nope. Ma- oh. Made it up earlier today. That's terrible. <laughs> That's awful. Um, all right, guys. Well, if you're still listening, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> next week, we've got a couple of exciting things coming up. Possibly our first guest interview uh, Ooh, to yeah. talk about drones, the topic that has eluded our show so many times. So, so we will be talking about drones next week. Uh, and we're also going to be having uh, another Netflix rewatch. Uh, this time, we're going to be watching Starship Troopers. The Paul Verhoeven classic. <laughs> so if you guys haven't seen it, uh, head over to Netflix. Or um, if you, or your DVD collection, if it's in there, or you know, get it however you acquire movies. Um, (laughs) But next week we will be talking about that. So watch it this week, and then you'll you'll be up on the conversation for for next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, guys, that's our show. That's it. Um, If you like the show, we appreciate it. Uh, One thing you can do to help: just tell a friend. Just Just tell, pass it on, pass the word. Say, you know what? These two idiots talk for. 40 minutes or so and i think it's cool so we're like an std you have to pass <laughs> us for us to survive you have to share otherwise <laughs> we're gonna die uh all right guys thanks for listening i'm travis i'm brandon Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.